Hard reboot. I'm Jake. I'm Matt, and I'm Alan. And today we are rebooting Journey to the Center of the Earth, and it's gonna be a horror horror uh, thing. It's gonna be horrible. <laughs> it's gonna be pulp horror. Pulp horror. Uh, Matt, hit us with that medium. So, I really did actually think about this, and I wanted to do something that we haven't done before, which is getting a little bit complicated because we've. Kind of covered the big ones. I decided to not go with movie, which was obvious, and right. instead go with sci-fi channel original miniseries. Okay. Ooh. This this didn't come about because I was recently tweeting about The Lost Room, did it? Not directly, maybe subconsciously. Okay. Whenever whenever I hear that, my brain automatically goes to Merlin. No, that was Although just I a whole show. I think that was TNT. No, that was that was sci-fi, but that was just a show. That was like no, know. it was a miniseries with Sam Neill. Uh, that one, that's true. Yeah, that was. Did a, they, that... they also had a show. I didn't know they had a miniseries before that, but they had like a whole five-season show about Merlin. He was like a teen. Yeah, but that was that was the BBC version, right? Yeah, that was BBC. That was just tossed over. I was gonna say but I yeah, only saw it on sci-fi. There was there was Merlin, and it was like starring Sam Neill. Um, and it kind of went into, uh, it was really, really good. I highly recommend looking it up if you've not seen it. My go-to for those miniseries is Tin Man. Uh, mm. Tin Man was weird. Tin Man was a miniseries they did. I wish, yeah. I wish it was a little bit more about the Tin Man or not called Tin Man and called Dorothy or DG, whatever her name was. Cause I feel like by calling it Tin Man and then not having him be the main character, for the most of it, is a weird choice, but that's just me. I'm not saying there aren't problems with it, but that's my like go-to like three-part, hits all the big plot points. That's a miniseries. Mine's The Lost Room, because that fucking rules. <laughs> that, uh, yeah. that, that miniseries is the best. It's very good. Did either of you... Do you have any research ready? I do. Cool. Hit me, and also, by extension, the listeners. So, Journey to the Center of the Earth. Um, was originally published in 1864 in French um, by uh, Jules Verne, obviously. Um, you say obviously, you, but I couldn't have told you who did it. <laughs> well, Jules Verne is kind of the go-to name for a lot of these public domain, especially when we start getting into these more adventure properties. Yeah. Um, I knew he did it, but I could not have told you that it was him. Mm. Like I just totally separated the two because he's the twenty thousand leagues under the sea guy, and that's mm-hmm. it in my brain. That's like all the space he occupies. So the story started in uh, May of eighteen sixty three with Professor Lindenbrock uh, rushing home to peruse his latest pur- purchase, an original runic manuscript um, of an Icelandic story, um, which kind of leads everything down a crazy path. So. It's let's part the kimono here. It's been a minute since we did a reboot. How do we start after we do the research? Let's start at the beginning. We're doing this in pulp horror. Okay, uh, we're doing this as a miniseries, so we've got three episodes that are each about a feature length to right. fill. Two two hours on TV, but ninety ish minutes Production, minus commercials. Yeah. yeah. Okay. We'll need to cover the characters, plot. You know the basics. Well, I already I have an idea of what the first miniseries episode should be about. Hit us. So, in the original story, uh, cryptography actually played a relatively large role. So, the professor found this manuscript, and within it, he found some like runes that was the secret message about how to find the center of the earth. And I think that should be episode one. Is kind of the unraveling of the mystery of the codex essentially how to get to the center of the earth okay to to make that interesting then i think we're gonna have to add in several several things to the original story understandably Mm -hmm. and so pretty specifically on this first one we're gonna need an opposition team yeah they're Mm -hmm. gonna have to be going hard if if we go 90 minutes and they don't get to the center of the earth by the end of that 
or does it end with them getting to the center of the earth, like getting into the the pit that leads them there? That that's what I'm thinking. That you know the the first episode kind of builds to them entering the center of the earth, so that the second episode is mostly about what they find there. Okay. And let's also uh, scroll back real fast. There's one thing we need to establish first. When is this? Uh, you say pulp, and I mm-hmm. think 20s. Okay. Yeah. But I don't know. Like modern could also work, but but I don't want it. I I don't want there to be those you know too many outs of like oh we have so many lights. Look at all these flashlights we have and guns. So I don't know. I'm I'm torn. I was almost thinking like Art Deco Batman. So like fifty. We we kind of already tread this ground with uh with with uh uh, uh Moon Girl. Moon Girl. Mm, true. Because I was thinking, like, blimps and stuff to try to get them, because they're supposed to go to, like, a volcano in Iceland. When is Indiana Jones? That's, like, the 30s, right? Yeah. No, yeah, that's, that's the well, 30s. Like 40s, because they fight Nazis a lot in that, Jake, you idiot. Well, 30s and 40s. Okay. I actually kind of like the Roaring Twenties, because that's that's almost the height of man's hubris, so it's kind of a cool... It's pre-Dust Bowl, it's, but it's post-World War One. so we got a lot of, right. like, you know, the, the boys coming home. We have the war, so we have a lot of character backstory that we can build in, uh, yeah. you know, from, from the war. I don't know a fucking thing about World War One except for what I saw in Wonder Woman a week and a half ago, so, like, you guys are going to have to help me out there. I got you. It's, it'll be okay. Okay. I know, I know Arch, Archibald Ferdinand or whatever got killed, or is that two? No, that's definitely one. No, that's one. That's one. Yeah, and that was the domino. Archduke Ferdinand. Archduke Ferdinand. It was a title, not a name. And uh, that's all I got as far as World War One goes. Yeah, there there were Zeppelins that just weren't quite as common as they would be in the coming couple decades. But, but I mean, for there a secret some. shadow group. Oh, like, absolutely. To, yeah, they, fuck yeah, they'd Zeppelin. have some Zeppelins. Battle Zeppelins. Like in uh, uh, b- 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 Rocket, Rocket Man? Not Rocket Man. Rocketeer. Sky Captain in the World of Tomorrow? I have not mm-hmm. seen that. Somehow, I have not seen that movie. I just see a Zeppelin with a giant drill. Like, that just flew into my head. That is so impractical that we have to put it in. Yeah, I mm-hmm. mean, that's that now just there. That cannot work in real life, but fuck yeah, let's put it in there. <laughs> okay, so, 1920s. Are we going to do this the way that every single Pulp Adventure would do it, where our bad guys are probably German and our good guys are probably American? Well, no. I don't want to... That's a little easy for me. Okay, so this just popped into my head. You guys have seen, I imagine, Atlantis the Lost Empire. Yeah. It's been a while, yes. One of Disney's best movies. I want... The group is this an ensemble? It kind of has to be if it's a miniseries, right? We got to have like, yeah, it's like an ensemble. A, have like a good core of people. I want them to be like a you know a lot of different people. I don't want it just to be like yeah, the Germans are the bad guys again. Um, that's a little easy. I I almost could see it being like an East versus West type thing, like you have a group out of California and a group out of New York. I mm. or I have, I have another idea, Matt. I'm gonna let you say yours because I I you got there first. Okay. Um. So I I, li- I dig the East West kind of deal. West California, Los Angeles, sure. Industrialist, some sort of Howard Hughes kind of character. The bad guys on the East, well, they're not from New York. They're from Innsmouth. Ooh. Innsmouth is is that from Miskatonic University? That's neat, guys. That's neat. And I do want to. I was gonna bring Lovecraft and Cthulhu and all that shit up because that's where I can talk about horror. Um, but. Innsmouth is a very small town. That would be like saying the bad guys are from Ringe, New Hampshire. Okay, the, oh, so a, the bad guys are oh. from Miskatonic University. They're from Arkham. Oh, okay, so okay, so it's a slightly larger town. The bad guys are from Swansea, New Hampshire. Sure. Well, I mean, in the lore, in the lore of Lovecraft, Miskatonic is really well respected as far as research and things go. So, if there is a crew from that university, usually that does imply that there's something bad going on. I'm I'm okay with bring that into it. Here's plus it my just gives idea. me an excuse to say the word Miskatonic. Miskatonic is a pretty good. It's it's a lot of good letters in a row. Just feels good. Here's here's my pitch, and we can uh, super glue them together. I'm thinking industrialist robber barons are the bad guys. 
your fucking okay. Rockefellers and whatnot mm. are the bad guys, and the good guys are regular people, like like working class people who just happen upon it. Not like super, not like you know exclusively working class, but like maybe an associate professor at Miskatonic is this Lindenbrock guy who is like the head of it, and he finds the book or whatever. So it's like he's in charge. So he's not like a rich, you know, industrialist want to destroy the world with oil and whatnot. But like he's like a like a like a man, like a lower, you know. So basically, this guy finds the book, starts working on the translation. His superiors find out about it and go, "Oh, we can make money with that." Yeah. And he goes, "No, no, no, that's a bad idea. You you're not reading the rest of it." And it kind of becomes a race to. Stop them from unleashing eldritch horror, which lives at the center of the earth. Maybe not necessarily unleashing it, but like getting it and trying to bring it back and, and, you know, fucking up enough that it does get unleashed. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's some cool stuff that, uh, later writings that like go into the cold war with the Cthulhu mythos that do some pretty cool things with like us and Russia using them as super weapons. Oh yeah, man. I fucking love Hellboy. (laughs) Hell, Hellboy is uh, is basically what if the Nazis got Cthulhu? <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I'm down for that. Um, let's just add a little bit to that. Let's let's definitely give these robber barons as like the face of the bad guy side, and then just put a little bit of a cult behind it. Just yeah. a little cult. So mm-hmm. he's gotta have his name has to be something Van something because that always signifies like this is a this is a, a rich boy with a parlor and a Sega Genesis. And like uh, fucking money to burn. You're you're just gonna burn down the first parlor that you step into, aren't you? I may I might have been in one before, but it just looked like a living room to me, a common man, a man of the people, a dusty roads of the world. So what do we Richard got for Bonham. a name? Munchausen? Mm, not Mun- not Munchausen. Munchausen is is a is like a very tied to a different thing already, which is great, and they have an awesome RPG about it. It's awesome. Uh, Richard, I'm fine with. That's a good, good Richard, Richard Van. I always go with Van Horn, but only because I knew a girl whose last name was Van Horn. Was she a one percenter with a parlor? She might have had a parlor. I don't Van know. Van Erlenmeyer, or Erlenmeyer, and his claim to fame was making the Erlenmeyer flask. What is, what is that? Erlenmeyer flasks are used in chemistry labs. It's for okay. high school chemistry. I didn't take chemistry in high school. Surprise. Hey, surprise, everybody. I didn't take chemistry well, in high also school. also, college and in labs everywhere. Yeah, oh, hey. I was trying to put it in terms he was be familiar Hey, also, with. I didn't go to a school that had a chemistry lab. I went to fucking middle school. Is the guy who developed Erlenmeyer flasks actually a person, though? Probably. Again, it's just a fun word that popped into my head. It's a good word. I don't want to besmirch this man's name by making him a Cthulhu cultist. Okay, uh, Richard Von Burroughs. Ooh, Von Burroughs. Von Burroughs? Okay. Oh, boy. I found a random name generator, so I'm just going to be blasting on this. Oh, Generate oh me a name. It's the first and a, and a middle. That's that's not... That's fake. All right, um, so... That's for later. That's for when we try to think of characters. I don't have to like try to reach, plumb the depths of my brain to name people. So random, but the guy who invented Erlenmeyer flasks name was Richard August Carl Emil Erlenmeyer. How did we possibly name two of his actual names? <laughs> that dude had a parlor. I'll tell you right now. <laughs> you don't have three middle names and no parlor. He might have had two parlors. He had a second parlor. He had an entrance parlor. That I still couldn't get into. <laughs> okay, so we've got our bad guy, our main bad guy. So are we going to do this where it's the race to the goal? Or where he starts off as like the financier that goes with them? Which way are we going to play it? I think, I think, I think the, the, the way to play it would be in the first episode, they're working together. Richard takes an interest in what the professor is doing and is like, oh, that sounds very interesting. You know, if you need uh, funding for your expedition and then, you know, the professor makes the discovery that makes him want to back out and he's just like, oh, no, we're in too deep. We're doing this. He's got to be reluctant about it. Linden, Lindenbrock. Am I saying that right? Is that the name? Sure. That's a good name. Well, that's oh, the, the professor. That, yeah, that's the main character from the actual story. So that's just what I'm calling yes. the main dude. 
he's got to be reluctant about it in general because there's got to be signs early on where he's like, this is probably a bad idea. And then, but also have that, you know, classic scientist curiosity where he's like, but I do got to know. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's an easy way to do that where this, this book came to him from his dad's possessions. That's pretty easy. And then there's also that like, oh, you want funding, don't you? Like, yeah. I'll fund your I'll fund your project for a further ten years if you come sign off on my Jurassic Park. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So who does he need to go with him? Because he has to do the hiring of the team, and then there's also got to be the like, like so there's like Lindenbrock and his team, and there's there's Von Burroughs and the Cultist people team. he he brings in that are all like cultists and whatnot. So like, how many people do we need total? Okay, well, on on in Lindenbrock's team, that's got to be the five man band, right? I yeah. think so. Yeah, for sure. So, so he's got his uh, war buddy. Yeah, that he was in the trenches with. He had to have been like a medic in the war. He can't have been like yeah. you know. But I like that yeah. too. He was a medic, but also is a linguist. Mm-hmm. Listen, that people did a lot of crazy stuff in wartime. I want. I think there should be a geologist. Okay. Yeah. 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 Is. Is he just a linguist, or does he have any other any other tricks, uh, like archaeologist or anthropology? Because we need some of those. I think anthropology would be good. Like, maybe he was a combat medic, um, but after the war, he dived into anthropology. Okay. Or he was probably studying it first, decided to enlist, and then, then went back to Then it. a war happened, and when he mm-hmm. went back, yeah. And then he also just, like, has a, a knack for languages, so he has, like, a, a dual major or whatever. Um, and so this, def- he's also probably our occult specialist because he's from Miskatonic. So, like, everyone well, minors in creepy there. Well, what if he is relatively new to Miskatonic? Like, he is he just a got hired. In. Yeah. Okay. So that way he's not as connected to the school so that there's not a lot of doubt of whether or not he himself is actually a creepy cultist. But there could be someone he befriended there who agrees to join him instead of going with uh, Von What's-His-Face? Burroughs. Burroughs. Von Burroughs, and maybe even betrays him later on. Is is this the uh, TA? His TA would... That would work if we if we put them in the, the, the heart position. Mm-hmm. Like, not the big guy, not the smart guy, not the Lancer, but like... The heart, and then so when they betray uh, the team worse. and everybody, it's like, yeah, that's where this story's going. <laughs> well, that also also leaves open the possibility. I said also way too many times in that sentence. Uh, leaves open the possibility of the episode three redemption story for the TA. Right. Just just like got too seduced by the Cthulhu, you know, crazy waves or whatever. Yep. Yeah, that, that drives people bananas. Okay, so. T.A., is this a guy or a girl? I was thinking girl, but I don't know what colleges in the 1920s opinion of that would be. But I think that's even more powerful if she's a female. Because then she's the academic female that doesn't belong. Right. Which is probably the opening that they use to get her over to their side later. Which is why the redemption arc would work is because she's like, no, he was kind to me. He treated me like a person. You treat me like an object, and that's why she switches sides again. That's a little. That's a little basic. Well, it doesn't. That's that's the subtext of it. That doesn't have to I, be the. I would actually like if the if the bad guys get her over to their side by being like Cthulhu don't care if you're a guy or a girl, mm. and she's like, oh fuck yeah. Also, I've been I've I have been going a little crazy from all this Cthulhu shit. From the Kool Aid. From the I Cthulhu Aid. <laughs> You look wrong at one of those statues and you're done. So, yeah, no, I can dig that. We got our main dude, Lindenberg. We got his TA. We got his, the big guy is probably his war buddy, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Lan- uh, the Lancer is, is like the the opposite of the hero. Because he's obviously the hero, Lindenberg is. Lindenbrock. Yeah. Not Lindenberg. Yeah, Lindenbrock. Uh, uh, so the, the Lancer is like the opposite, but the same but like still on the same team. So like what what would that look like for an anthropologist going to the center of the earth? Is the anthropologist going to be the the lancer? 
Well, no, but like, or, it, oh, the opposite of the, of the yeah, yeah, right. Like, so it's, um, it, farm boy pilot. I was actually thinking of a biologist. Ooh. So you have the anthropologist who's looking at culture, but this guy is like, no, 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 no. It's all about the people. It's all about the biology of people. Like their culture doesn't matter. It's all about you know the way they were built, not what they created. Yeah, looking at like just looking at them from a, a molecular angle. Is that exactly. better for the brain though? Would that be a better spot for the brain? That might be. Is if we're going complete opposite of anthropologist going war hero going to the center of the earth. It's gotta be like a crook, right? It's gotta be like someone who like gets hired because they need not like muscle, but they need like you know a lockpick, basically a lockpick. You know, like a pair of hands. It's not. A fr- they, like it's just someone like they need like a Winston Zeddemore who will like believe whatever you say for a steady paycheck. Yeah, and then like when you get down there, it's like, oh, you're not a you're not a great dude. Like you're not a learned man, but like you can think your way out of things that these smart people would not be able to. So is this the New York street rat? This is a Boston street tough. Oh dear, because there if Insmith is in Mass, so. But how would this person? How would they become associated with this? They stole the book. But if they stole the book, then why would you keep them? Yeah, no, uh, I, I'm saying they just get hired. Like, they just, you know, the school oh. is hiring. No, not not even the school. Van Burroughs hires him. Because they're working together in the first part of this job. Right. So Van so Burroughs you, hires everyone him. Everyone thinks the street tough is going to be the one to betray him. No, no, Right. No. But it's the TA. I like that. I'm just trying to think, because the way we're setting this up is very academic. So it, it feels like, you know, he is researching it for all of the reasons of academia. Like, he's wanting to just learn about it, necessarily. So why would they just hire a random dude? Especially if he warns against going on an expedition. Well, he can't stop the expedition from happening, so he's like, I'm going to be in charge of it then. Like, if I can't if I can't convince you to not do this, then you have to put me in charge. And Van Bureau, Van Bureau? That's not anything. Van Burrows? Von Burrows? Now I'm all turned around. Von Burrows hires the street tough basically to... Well, wait, wait, hold on. I think I have this one figured a little bit. Okay. So we have the book, right? We have we have the book. It's got all the stuff. They're missing something for the translation. So, what just happens to be rolling into the Boston Museum of Art, but a thing that translates it? So then, the first episode, the first hour and a half episode, is a team build slash heist. Yeah, yeah, I'm into that. I fucking love me. I'm never gonna turn down a good heist. Uh, I hate to pop the bubble, but if it's um. It's literally something that Miskatonic could requisition. They could go, hey, we need this for a thing. And they'd be like, oh, okay. Like, there would not be... Like, right out from under the museum? No, they would contact the museum and say, hey, you have a thing. We're doing research. We could use that thing in our research. And the museum would go, oh, okay, we'll let you in. Well, then it's not a museum. It's a private collector. There you go. Okay. It's Van Van Burroughs' uh, competition. Yeah. Ooh, okay. The not Rockefellers, the legally distinct from the, Rockefellers. The, the And that's how that's how um, Lindenbrock is kind of roped into it is the whole is the almost that belongs in a museum. You know, why does a private collector even have that? Imagine how much else we'll find when we go down there and he's like, Yep, and we can bring right. back to study and yeah. blah 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 blah. I like that. That came together nicely. Yeah. So then we get a heist out of it. So here's our our, our five-man band is, is as follows. We have Lindenbrock, the hero, anthropologist, linguist, fucking Battlefield nerd, medic. Battlefield medic. Uh, we have War Buddy, who's the big guy, your big tough dude. We got a criminal to help him steal it, and then his, like, to help steal this the, the, the Rosetta Stone of this book. And his deal has to be... Yeah, but I get to go on the expedition, and whatever I find, I get to keep. Like any, I get any gold or whatever. I you know, riches. I either get to keep it if it's valuable, or I get compensated for it. Yeah, or you got to buy it from me. Uh, then we have a biologist who's a smart guy, uh, who is like, I don't care about the culture. I want to know about how they evolved underneath the earth. Like, yep. 
what's their shit down there like? And then we have the TA, who is the heart, who is... Uh, the poisoned heart. Yeah, uh, the, 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 the black heart. I said I don't like calling She's it the trying chick, to prove so herself I'm calling it the heart. And... Yeah. Okay, so let's name those people. Okay, well, I have a random name generator. What's Lindenbrock's first name? Does he have a first name? Um, it just says Professor Lindenbrock. Okay. Otto. Otto Lindenbrock. Otto Lindenbrock. Mm. And some of the other we're characters gonna, are We're going to need to change is, that. His, which is his nephew, um, Hans Belke. Oh, wait, 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 hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Axel, his nephew. That's the street tough, right? It's Axel. Like, that's his nickname. So it's something Axel something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they can't, that be, his... they can't be related, though. No, it's just kind of a nod to the original. Yeah, just, just take it from there. Okay. Just because Axel's then, a real good name. And then there is uh, Martha, who was a maid, but that could be the name of the TA. Yeah, I'm down yeah. with that. So we need Marie, or we need War Buddy and Biodoc. So we're not doing auto? No, because they did just fight the Germans in the war. They might be a little antsy around any and all autos. Yeah. And it might even be one of those, like, like they preserved Lindenbrock because they got established before that sounded too German. And Yeah. Mm. Um, so I'm also thinking the biologist is a girl, just so okay. our ratio isn't all, like... Mm-hmm. All dudes. And again, you could do the whole, she's not super respected, but she's the best in her field. Yeah. So Von Burroughs was hesitant about bringing her on, but Lyndon Brock was uh, insistent because she is the best. Yeah. They don't get along at all, but she is the best. She is the best. They have history, but it's not romantic history. Yeah, no. It's just like academic history. Yeah. Well, it's academic rivalry. They, she doesn't believe that what he studies is important. And he believes what she studies doesn't get the full picture. So what's Lindenbrock's first name? Dave. David. I like that. David Lindenbrock? Well, he chooses as as normal, quote-unquote, as of a name. So I was definitely thinking something biblical. Okay. David yeah. I can get behind. Maybe Army Buddy is the only one who can call him Dave or Davey or something like that. Dave-o! <laughs> Nobody no one else can get away with that. Yeah. Um, army buddy has got to be like, is this our Eddie? Like, yeah. Just like this dude, like this, like a, just like a dude, you know, <laughs> this, this is our corn fed Iowa boy too, isn't it? I don't know about corn fed Iowa. I mean, I don't want to get, so I don't want to get Riley. <laughs> Look, I will not have Riley's name besmirched on this <laughs> podcast. Thank you very much. What about Ajax? I just I just random generated a name and it came up with Ajax. I think that's too close to Axel. Yeah, you're right. Let me try again. It's also the name of a Greek hero, and do we really want to make those comparisons? Jeremias. Ooh, Jeremiah. 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 Jeremiah Pimental. Pimental. Ramsey. Pimental. And we now we need one. the biologist. Biologist is. Let me let me hit up this random name generator. I'm having fun with this boy. Um, Helma. Mm. Jaylene. Helen. Uh, These are Josie. the two names that random generated for me. Josie and she goes by Joe because she feels like it's more academic. Nah, I don't like that. I don't I don't like the uh, the the woman is not respected in her field unless she goes by a male version of her name. I'm not into that. I okay, these are these are getting very weird. Keen K I N E Ephrath. Nope. <laughs> nope. Okay. Uh we're Jacqueline. going to call her Shiva. <laughs> Bogna Norell. <laughs> Two is I like a, Norell. Is Norell. the first Nora. and middle. How? What about Nora? Did we already have a Nora? Was there a Nora in Vice? I don't remember. Maybe we need to get a wiki mate. We need a TV tropes page for this. We still need movie posters for these. Uh, <clears throat> plug. <clears throat> Cough. Fan art. Um. <laughs> I'm not a subtle person. Hashtag her reboot. Jacqueline? And she gets real mad when David calls her Jackie? We did that. We did that with uh, with Vice. Oh, yeah. We definitely did that same gimmick with Vice. Yeah, we did that with Katrina. Yeah. yeah, with Katrina, yeah. Katrina, Katrina that was the name. It wasn't Nora. It wasn't Nora. Nora is available. Nora's back on the table. I like Nora. So who do we got? We got, we got Jeremiah. We got David. We got Nora. 
We got Axel. Axel and Martha. And Martha. Martha for the TA, yeah. Okay. We need to give Axel surrounding names. Axel is... Let me hold on. Let me see. What, let me see what the random name generator says. They it's it's pulling from. I didn't select any like cultures or anything, so it's pulling from all of them. So oh it's just gosh. like this whole mess. Here's here's the this is a first and a middle because it won't give me a last name for whatever. Uh, my Michael M E I C A L Uros Michael Uros U R O S. What about Micah? Micah's good. Micah Axel Axelrod. Is Axelrod a last name? It might be a pro wrestling last name. <laughs> Hang on. If it's one that he made up himself, I'm not against that. Yeah, his real name is like Terrence uh, Gar- Garbo or whatever. Garfield. Garfield. And he goes by Micah Axel Axelrod. Axelrod. That's his street tough name. I like it. That is gar- That is some quality garbage for our little street tough. Yeah. All right, we're at 40 goddamn minutes. So let's let's hop into the plot. We don't need to name any of Van Burroughs' people. Just know that he's got, like, a standard group of cult SWAT members. You he's know. got a dragon and a evil scientist. Yeah, and he's, got his, he's got all his The femme fatale. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so... We'll maybe give them names as we go. We're not going to spend too much time on them. So nope. episode one is assemble the team, do a heist, find the entrance, which just happens to be an in Innsmouth, because why not? That's where all the spook of stuff happens anyway. Or is it somewhere else? So they have to travel. I think it's somewhere else so we can get that sweet Zeppelin with a drill on it. Right. I think it should be because there's um where Cthulhu lies, Riala or Riala. Yeah. Um, is actually off the Yucatan Peninsula, supposedly. Okay. So I think it should be over there. Okay. Yeah, we'll go over that. A volcano recently formed, like that one video where those fishermen saw a volcano erupt out of the water right behind them. What? I gotta do a Google on that. They were like boating along, and all of a sudden they were boating through sand that was just floating on the surface. And they got out of it, and then an island emerged, and then a volcano erupted. What the fuck? <laughs> they were like this is on that video? close to death. <laughs> yeah, it was a video on the internet. I'm gonna have to check this out. That sounds crazy. It's off. It's off the Yucatan Peninsula. There's a new volcano, and here's the thing: it did it erupted once, and just basically made a like. And then it was empty, except when you go far enough down. There's like a, a, a bedrock layer that we yeah. got to drill through to get well, to the I other almost, side. Yeah. I almost think that it would be interesting. And the reason it hasn't been discovered yet is because when you look down, you still see, you know, magma. Like you still see all of that stuff. But it's actually a very, very thin layer that can be drilled through. And of course, the drill's made of diamonds, of course. Yeah, it does. Um, so. Spared no expense. Experimental diamonds. These are the best diamonds. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then they break through. They get into, like, all the lava drains, and that lights up the first part of mm-hmm. the of the track is it, it drains into, like, these channels. these channels that are just, like, that guide you along. And then the episode oh. ends when they get in there. And they uh, see yeah. all this weird shit. Well, the shit. episode ends as they're drilling through the lava. Because that's tension. Yeah, if it is a miniseries, yeah, you, you do want to give it kind of a cliffhanger. Because you're only going to wait till the next night to watch it. So. Yeah. Okay. But your next so, night is almost guaranteed at some point to be a Thursday night. And that's a bad night. So, got to right. have gotta have that tension. Well, we'll do, we'll do Thursday night then as when the deep ones come. The second episode. No, yeah. just, do, just do Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. No. Oh. Whatever, we're not the schedulers, we're the designers. Yeah, we just gotta make it, we don't need to... <laughs> Second okay. one is the deep ones. Yeah. And what I would like, what I would like, and I don't know, like, what you guys are thinking, but in the second episode, because obviously there is the people that stay outside, like, yeah, and the, set up the, camp the on the camp, island, yeah. yeah, they're they're immediately killed by deep ones. Is that, yeah, that is that the start of the third episode, though? Is I would dying? say... Yeah, that maybe that yeah. A... Have that be the start of the third episode, but have it 
be foreshadowed in episode two that there's something on the island with them. Yeah, that that's that's easily done. And maybe that's how episode two ends is with the massacre of the camp. I think they probably hear it over their their wireless sets mm-hmm. just before and then they it cuts it goes out. dead. And then we see it at the start of episode three. Like we see well, the I mean, things coming well, out of the water. I, I think it it should happen at some point in episode three, but it, it, it needs to be towards the middle because like the deep ones can't just be hanging out on the surface or else they would have gotten through by now. Well, no, but the deep ones, the deep ones are wanting them to succeed. Like the deep ones are wanting them to go down there and wanting them to wake it up. They just don't want any witnesses. Yeah, but if if they go down, they go in, and then immediately the camp is killed. Like the deep well, we ones still have are just to do all of episode two. We haven't done episode two yet. Yeah, like but like they're not just hanging out. Like something has to happen that unleashes the rest of the thing. And by deep yeah. ones, what do we what do we mean? What like fishmen? Okay, we're talking. See, I those are just daggone people in my head. So they're called deep ones. Cause I, it's mm-hmm. been a minute since I've read uh, yeah. any of the Lovecraft stories. Okay. So then what, whatever releases them is the end of episode two. Like they, something happens down in the tunnels. Maybe they find kind of like a chapel. Okay. I got, I got a plot line for episode two here for us. Then let me, let me run this by y'all real okay, fast. Okay. Hit me. So they, Episode one ends when they're drilling through the lava. So they break through. It's all fine. Lava drains out, hits those channels. The lava just kind of flows off and we don't see it for a little while. Like we still see it in the channels, but we don't see where it went. So they're following it, following it, following it, following it. See a whole bunch of crazy stuff right under the surface. Some like megafauna, whatever. Then they break through another area and they see the city. They see Relia is down there and it's like, the lava is illuminating everything as it goes. Yeah. And that's maybe in the city is going to be a chapel where they wake everything up and leading to that is going to be where the team has to break up where Von Burroughs breaks away from the five and maybe even have it where they, I don't know how much agency we want them to have because what I see happening is like the, the lava coming through and, and going around and the one of the final shots is pulling out onto the city and up above it, the lava has created a sigil. And once that sigil is complete, a lot of the Eldritch stuff starts happening. Yeah, I like that. Because that's very complicated. Like, yeah. that's very unnecessarily complicated. But, like, would make sense if, you, if you're going to do the damn thing that, like, it does it for you. Yeah. Like, I like that. The only other thing that immediately springs to my head is Cthulhu-like sacrifice. Is Did Ben he? Burroughs sacrificed? I mean, that's the twist, right? Is that like, like he's he thinks he's going to be the one that that gets to control Cthulhu, but that's not the deal. Like you don't get you don't get to. Ain't nobody pulls Cthulhu yeah. strings. Ooh, maybe Cthulhu, because you know it, it talks about Cthulhu devouring that he is a great devourer. But what if when all of this goes down in beginning of episode three, Cthulhu devours him, but just takes over his body so cthulhu is walking around in his body trying to reach the surface because once he reaches the surface he can go back to his true form okay i like, I him, like that i like him being able to because i always when, when i ever hear like cthulhu devours i assume that means he eats your sanity that's how right, i always it just picture it but him, his mind his whole yeah he just self. takes it over I, I i could be into that i do want before we get too far into the into the the plot stuff i do want there to be a shot like i want there to be like three layers there's that like under the surface and then there is the what i'm about to describe and then there's Roleth. Mm-hmm. um and and the the middle part is just gotta be this like seven mile deep staircase like, like, they get to the top, and they just see, like, the lava's, like, going, and there's just, like, staircases and statues around, like, the center column, and it's just, like, infinity far down. And then, like, there's, like, a like a landing, and that goes into, like, a, a another cave-type thing. And then once you go through there, there's, like, the cliff that shows you all of, of Releth. I like that. I like that a I lot. I like that a lot. Because there's got to there's be a point where there's just, like, oh, fuck us we gotta go down there 
and that's that's the that's the exact kind of architecture and everything that would drive people just that little bit crazy enough that the group would start to splinter. Yeah, which Ooh, is where the tension and, comes for too. And we could also have the madness start to appear in that people like look at the like have a shot of someone looking at the statue and have the statue seemingly move or like its head turn or small things are changing and moving when they shouldn't be and have that be the seeds of madness. And as they get deeper and deeper down, it becomes more pronounced. Yeah. Cause someone were... has to go nuts. Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. It's going to be one of, it's going to be, it's uh, Van Burrow's assistant. Yeah. His, his assistant would be like the femme fatale. I get like, mm-hmm. uh, uh, analog. Um, so yeah, so she would just go batshit crazy. Probably kill a few people, yeah. A few of the cultists get, get offed. Uh, man, if we weren't... I, I love the whole Cthulhu possession thing, and I want us to do that. If we weren't doing that, then I would say we would pull in the creeping chaos, Nyarlathotep, mm. and have him just be like, pop in occasionally, and just, like, suddenly there's another person at your campfire one night. I would actually think that'd be interesting if that's what happened on the surface. If Nearlethotep infiltrates the camp and brings the Deep Ones. Especially well, if it's someone that we've seen a few times before. Like, like he just happens to be the guy who told Van Burroughs that his rival has this piece. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be neat. I, I'm kind of bummed now that we linked this to the Cthulhu mythos because I really want to just do a whole Cthulhu universe now um but or not because like lovecraft universe uh now because there's I mean, so much shit that we could we could there's do. so much i mean um, look there can always be sequels because <laughs> like i i like the idea of bringing in some of the other ones but i also do kind of want to focus on yeah cthulhu because he's the only one in in i feel like i feel like if Neolothotep never goes in the hole, if he's only on the surface, just kind of like orchestrating things, it's okay, and we don't have to name him. He's yeah. just creepy dude. I also he somehow I also doesn't wanna, get eaten by the deep ones. Like I also want to ask this question. Yeah, or like they come back to the thing, and there's only one dude left, and he's like, "Oh, it was horrible." They, you know, how'd you get? And then like ten minutes later, like, "Wait a minute, how'd you get away?" And then he's like, "Gotta go," and then um, it's just gone. I I do have to ask this question. Because I'm, it's like again, it's been a very long time since I have boned up on the on the the mythos. Um, do the old ones like each other? Like, would Narlothep no. be like, yeah, let me help get Cthulhu back? Nearlethotep wants to Near see humanity Lethotep. burn. Yeah, he'll pull whatever strings it takes to get this little ball okay. to be on fire. All and right. if that's Cthulhu, great. He's he's then pretty much gotta, the only one that's willing to use the others to further his goals. Then there's got to be an out. There's got to be a way to put the genie back in the bottle and it, the, and Narlhotep knows it. And probably provides it a little bit because that's what his deal is. Yeah, and it's it's they got to get him in his in this is what the third episode is going to be a lot of is is like trying to prevent you know uh uh What's his name? Um, Van Burroughs, but Van possessed by Cthulhu. Van Thulu. Yeah, Van Thulu from because maybe he has to get back to the book. Maybe like the book has like the key to giving him his true form back, and they didn't bring it. Like because like it was it's at the camp, but it's not down with them. Right. So they have to prevent him from getting there. I want it to be no. That would that would make sense if it's just at the camp. Would it make sense if it was at the camp? Now I'm now I'm thinking I have a bad idea. No, I think it would make sense that it's at the camp because it is, you know, this priceless artifact essentially. And they might need and... to reference it. So it But why be... would why wouldn't he bring it with him then? Like if this is if this is the codex, why wouldn't he have it down there to help him, you know, look okay. stuff up? So maybe because it was not... only instructions to get there. Everything else, there's nothing like it's. There's nothing else there that they see. But so maybe it's, it's, it's like an entire something book. Cthulhu. It's an huh? entire book with a decoder ring that just says Yucatan Peninsula. Well, no, it's Yucatan Peninsula. Where on the Yucatan Peninsula? How to get in? But not what's in there. But it's like half the book has writing and the other half is blank. But like 
Cthulhu, there's a special, like... It's because the other half special... is spells or something. And... Well, maybe there's a special plant or something on the island that when you, like, rub over it, the writing appears. No, I don't like that. I don't, I don't hate that. I just think that's a little too cartoony. So maybe it's not that co- maybe it's not the codex. Look, if we're already turning hard into Cthulhu, it's the Necronomicon. And someone which, which just some happens to brought be it in, from Arkham with him. What if it what if they didn't bring it? What if it's back in Arkham? What if it's Arkham? in Arkham? And so he's trying to get back there and and episode 3 is them trying to rent him from they have to stop him before he can like get on a plane or whatever. Well, they're, they're escaping from the volcano, and then they're racing back to Arkham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they have to stop him, and they, they pick up Narl Hotep, who's going to be like, Carl Hotep, <laughs> whatever. He's, you know, hi, I'm Narl. That's not a name, so he's got to have some fake human-sounding name. Oh, yeah, he'll, he'll um, have a fake name. We can just we can Google the archives. He's probably got a dozen. Um, yeah. But, uh, you know, they bring him along, and at some point, they're like, wait a minute. How did you escape all those fish people? Like, they were... They ripped everyone to shreds, and then he's like, "Oh, oops, busted!" And they have to—they have to be able to get him into a corner to where he's like, "All right, here's how you stop him." Well, get him into a corner. Get that him he's into just kind a of corner. Letting him yeah. himself be in. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Here's—he's like, "All right, I'll try again later." Like you have to get him to that point. Yeah, I can dig that. And mm-hmm. so they're going after the Necronomicon. So they have to get there first and do the other—the thing that's on the page before—that seals him again. Basically, the banishment. Yeah. yeah. And then obviously they do that. Yeah. And then, okay, here's the thing, though. Uh, Von Burroughs, just a husk? Like, what happens to him once Cthulhu gets burst out of his brain? He's got to be husk. He's, he's brain dead. Be bad. Is he also, brain dead or is he crazy? Like, just oh, locked yeah, he up should in an be... asylum. So if we ever come back here, we have a ready-made... Like, yeah, he's got to be Oracle. yelling that, like, fnyar, fnyar thing. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he speaks the deep language and yeah. that kind of thing. Also, we need to we need to circle back. I know we're going long. Uh, we need to circle back to the TA who is who betrays them at some point in episode two. What is that? What is that betrayal? How like how does she help? Oh, the bad? OK, I, I think I've got something, but go ahead, Matt. No, no, no. go ahead, Alan. I have my, I have rambled. My thing is so Cthulhu there is a call for blood. You know, there's call for sacrifice. And so one of the big things is, you know, don't bleed, don't there's there don't don't do any of that, you know, watch yourself, don't cut yourself. And she stabs Van Buren through the heart, and she is what allows Cthulhu to enter okay. his body. Yeah, because she's already she's figured out the all the shit already. Yeah. yeah, and he's and also like the the just the madness has been whispering to her, and so as mm-hmm. you know, probably Narlotep. Okay, yeah, 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 I'm cool with this. And like he pull like whenever Cthulhu possesses him, he pulls out the knife and the wound heals, which can kind of show that he is essentially immortal at this point. Yeah, um, which is why they don't try to like kill him to stop him. They have to do something else. They have to do the thing. Yeah. And so she she then has to spend pretty much all of episode three trying to get back on the good side. Yeah, you know, like, I didn't know why I did it. Like, she also has to be going a little bit crazy mm-hmm. in down the staircase. Um, and then, like, in episode three, she's back on the team because she, you know, she's figured out... She just understands it better than... than she's a TA. David that does. means she attended Arkham. She's mm-hmm. the one who knows about the Necronomicon. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's like, oh, that's in the... Like, that's... Just in the that's in the, the section. Se- that's in the special sealed collection in the back of the library. Yeah, and everyone turns and looks at her. It's that moment. She's like, "What? This is my yep. school." Y'all didn't know Miss, about that. Miskatonic pride. <laughs> Freshmen have to go and spend a night in the library. Is like a rite of passage. It's horrible. The <laughs> books talk to you. Hard pass. So they gotta get when they get back. At some point, I'm really I like that we add like a a second traitor in in Yarlotep. Um, because like the moment where he's busted is going to be real good. Cause he's still going to have the upper hand and be like, ah, I was this close. All right, here's how you stop him. And then, but like he has to, it also has to be like, you know, like a sabotage kind of thing where it's like, here's how you stop him. But like, I'm not going to help. See you later. And then literally like does something that warps reality and he just walks through it. Yeah. 
he just opens a nearby door and just disappears through it. Uh, it's like, a nearby door. Sh- it's marked janitor's closet, but on the other side, there's a lake with uh, sun rising over it and black stars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because Carcosa is my favorite of the Lovecraft settings. Carcosa was not Lovecraft. He brought it in with King in Yellow and all that. Like, when that, he adapted that in afterwards, yeah, he brought it all in. Okay, as I said, that was a whole different guy. That was that, yeah. was, uh, that was the other guy. Um, Real good, though. I have not read any of that stuff. Oh, um, dude, there's a graphic novel of The King in Yellow. Go get that mess and read it. It's amazing. Will do. All right, so what else do we have to do? Or anything else? Uh, we have to choose our topic for next time. Are we good? Did we did we make it? Did we do a reboot? I think we I think we made a mini series. Oh, we All need right. to name this. Oh yeah yeah. yeah. J- Journey to the center of the earth. Is that too easy? Journey to Riala. I don't want to spoil it. You know, I, it's a it's also hard to pronounce. What about like 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 not not like dig or dive, but like I don't know a word for hole that sounds ominous. Chasm? Chasm's pretty good. Chasm's good. They, they'd have to refer to it as, like, the chasm. Like, when they get there, like, this whole center of the Earth's business is the chasm. I like that. I like chasm. I'm fine I'm with good. that. I'm good with chasm. Yeah. Just got a title uh, drop was... at some point. Let's do it. And then this is, I get to pick the uh, the medium and the thing. I Depending on what it is, I've got the stupidest medium ready. So, I'm pretty Give excited. Give me 1 through 22. 18. The Picture of Dorian Gray. That wasn't dibbed, was it? That wasn't one of the dibbed ones? Okay. Okay. um, That's so good. What do I do for a a genre? Oh, boy. I'm going to go with my very stupid medium, but I'm going to keep that close to the vest. Uh, So let's go with mystery. Okay. Okay. Is it already? It's not already a mystery, is it? No. Well, I mean, it's how is this man immortal? Okay. Yeah, and it's also like a morality tale kind of deal. Okay, let's let's go with mystery. I'm very excited to tell you guys next time what the genre, or what the the medium is, because it's who boy is gonna get buck wild. Uh, oh boy! All right. So until uh, until next month, I've been Jake. I've been Matt, and I'm Alan. Still don't have a sign off. See you later. Okay. <laughs> bye. Hey, thanks for listening to Hard Reboot. You can find us on Twitter at RebootCast or email us at hardreboot at fitzdraw.com. Alan's on Twitter at Alan underscore Matt is at Matt Hoadley, and I am at JJ underscore Mason. Thanks for listening. <laughs>